In Libya, officials say at least three Greek rescue workers have died in a road accident as they were traveling from Benghazi to Derna. Seven others have been critically injured. A week after catastrophic floods ravaged the city, rescue teams are still pulling out dead bodies from ruined buildings and the sea. Our correspondent Anna Foster reports. It's one of the most vital jobs in Derna and one of the most distressing. Doctors and detectives gather each day in this hospital car park to process the dead. A black body bag is carefully unzipped. Expert hands gently probe, taking measurements or finding identifying marks. Many victims are now beyond recognition, but their DNA is taken and logged in case there are still families alive to find them. Many thousands are officially missing, like Mohammed's sister and her husband. When he went to find them after the floods, their house had been washed away. He's heard nothing from them since. I saw cars coming down. I came out running. I thought that was it, that I'm going to die. Our neighbors, we could see them waving flashlights. In just a few moments, the light went out and they disappeared. That was the hardest thing. He showed me a video he took that night as the water gushed in. They ran up to the roof to escape the raging torrent. International aid is now arriving in Derna in earnest. Flights are carrying vital medical supplies from around the world. And although earth and debris have enveloped these streets, there are still points of light. This is such a stark contrast to the mud and dirt that covers so much of this city. Piles of colourful clothes brought here to be donated to people who really need them. This is Libyans helping Libyans in one of their worst moments of crisis. Praise be to God. Everything is good. They've sent lots of aid. A week on from this disaster, survivors are finding comfort where they can, in a place that has lost so much. Anna Foster, BBC News, Derna. Let's cross live now to Beirut. We can speak to our Middle East correspondent, Lina Sinjab. Lina, we've just been hearing a bit about the aid operation there uh, from Anna Foster. I wonder what more you can tell us in terms of the operation. What are ordinary people saying they really need? And is the aid actually getting uh, straight to them? Well, uh, you have to look at the scale of the situation there. It's like an earthquake aftermath in the city of Derna, and there is a lot of demand uh, on the list. The priority is retrieving dead bodies, uh, avoiding the spread of diseases. But of course, uh, also you need uh, shelter for at least 30,000 people. You need clean water. You need uh, food for them. So the demand is very, very long. And lots of international countries and you know international organizations and regional ones have stepped in and arrived actually either in uh, Derna or in the city of Benghazi, but the demand is very high. And if you're looking at the situation and looking at the pictures, one can imagine the chaos that is happening uh, on the ground, mud, rubble, you know, uh, debris, uh, and people looking for their beloved ones. So it is, you know, it, it's, it's gonna take a lot of effort to manage things and prioritize emergency uh, uh, relief or, you know, basically uh, retrieving bodies bury the bodies uh, and then look at a long list of demand because this is a city that is left 
quarter of it completely destroyed. Elena, what is the state of communications on the ground? How easy is it for you to, to get information, to be able to speak to people on the ground? Well, it's it's on and off because of the you know uh, bad you know you know communication um, material, whether it is the internet or the uh, phones. But we're constantly following up details. Our team is on the ground. We're following details with the UN so that we get up to date and uh, try to uh, cover as much as possible, um, you know, in the best way possible. Mm, this tragedy has really shone a spotlight on the state of governance or lack of governance in Libya. Do you? Think think, even though it's led to more attention to, to, to what's going on, do you think it will lead to any long-term change now that the, 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 the global community is paying more attention? Well, the hope is that this Libyan government or both sides of the governments will make some changes in the benefit of people. But unfortunately, if you look at the as you know the map of the Middle East, these developing countries run by dictatorship, toppled by uh, uprisings, and then you know rival governments coming in. The last on their list is people's demands. You know, although you know when when uprisings began in this part of the world, it was like uh, the people demand that was their slogans. People demand, and these governments that claim to be uh, uh, there for change, they're not listening to people's demand. The hope is now with Libya, an oil-rich country that has no justification at all to leave the country with the poor uh, infrastructure, with poor medical system, and without attention to what people is complaining. The hope is that these two governments will come together and make a change. Uh, we've seen the prime minister of the Eastern government going to Derna, talking to people, saying, uh, promising to rebuild the whole um, you know, uh, city. But it also fueled anger because people are still mourning or haven't even started burying their loved ones. Lena, thank you very much. Lena Sinjab speaking to us from Beirut. Thank you.